Welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Thank you. Well, uh, it is an amazing time that, uh, that we are living in right now. And uh, as I, uh, I don't know whether some of you guys have seen the, uh, the little the ch- f- f- a film clip that we did and sent down to you guys that we that we really know that God uh, has called us down here because because of the cold uh, that we've been experiencing. Um, and I was just thinking, just during worship, it's like you guys uh, have been on daylight saving for I don't know how many years, and I'm thinking you should have saved up enough daylight by now to overcome any days that we had the last couple of days. It's like. We've got no daylight saving because we don't have to save anything because it's, it's daylight every day, all right? <laughs> anyway, no, we know that this is a, an amazing time, and uh, we love uh, pastors uh, Larry and, and, and uh, Krista, and uh, we've, got, we've got other pastors, Larry and, and Brenda. <laughs> so so uh, they live in uh, 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 Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I mean, down south there. So, so, so we've, we've got, it's amazing how many uh, incredible connections that God has uh, made, those divine connections that, and not just you come and speak and, and just move on, but, but, you know, God knits hearts together. And that's what we have felt here with, with Larry and Kristen, and with, especially with you guys as well. And, and uh, as, as uh, Chris was saying, you know, going way back, even before, even before anything was formed, <laughs> being able to speak into that. And, and that's what I love about the prophetic, because the prophetic word creates. Listen, your, your words create. I mean, whether, whether you know it or not, you know, you, you create your world and what we speak. And, and, uh, and so uh, that, that prophetic word always brings life. It edifies and encourages. It brings life. And uh, when you look in uh, Ezekiel 37, God said, prophesy to the dry dead bones. What did he, why did he say that? Because he knows what prophecy is about. He knows the, the, the importance of, of not just the gifting, but the mantle that the prophets carry as well. You know, when Saul sent his, his men up to to get, grab a hold of, of, uh, of Samuel up there. And it's like, all of a sudden, they're coming in contact with him. I think it was, was it Samuel? I can't remember. Uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, they began to... So, yes, yeah. But what was the, who was the prophet that was... Samuel was Samuel. Okay. And so, and so when they come in contact with Samuel, all of a sudden, they begin to prophesy. And it's like, it's not that they were, were prophets, but there is a, it's, it's like there's an anointing that the prophets carry. And uh, there, there must be an exclusion zone, you know, when, when there wasn't prophecy, and then you walked into it, now you're starting to prophesy, and you walk back. <laughs> I think about these things, because I was just thinking about it the other day, there must be sort of a, a zone that's there, like, a, like a, a dome or whatever it is, you come in. And it's the same, I believe, even with God. It says you come in under the the shadow of the Almighty. So there's got to be some sort of exclusion zone there's, where, where you, you weren't and then you were. Come on, where, where you've got to just step into what God has for you. You step into the blessings of God. You step into the, the, the power of God. You step into what God has for you, that protection. You step into under that um, umbrella of protection. So, so there's things that we have to do. Now, I know Julie spoke to the leaders yesterday talking about uh, you're coming into, your, you're putting your feet onto every, every place you place your feet. God says, I'll give to you. And I thought the promise promise is only, listen, the promise will stay a promise if you, never, if you never put your feet on it. 
It will always just be a promise. But now you've got, you got to make it real. You've got to take that ground. You've got to step into those promises. So there is some stepping out of the old. There's some stepping out of the comfort zones to get into the promises. And, and I, I know that, that God has, has us down here for a reason. And, and uh, you know, I mean, we were so excited to come down here. But then I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find out, Lord, what do you want to say to Casey City Church? I know that, that, that every time you send us down here, that there's a word in season. And I heard the word that the Lord say this morning. That's why I've been wrestling with, with what he wants to say. But I hear the Lord saying today that this word is for you. This is, this is a prophetic word to you. I mean, if we get to prophesy later on, that, that's great. But I hear the Lord saying this word is for Casey City Church. You can grab a hold of this. You can start to meditate on it. You can start to pray on it. You can start to, 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 uh, to wrestle you know, with the word as well because God wants you to grab a hold of it there's got to be a personal thing as well it just can't be well someone else can grab listen it's a personal word let's pray before i get too excited father we thank you right now lord Lord, that you've sent us down here at the right time, at the right season, the right place, the right people. Father, I thank you today. Your anointing is on this house. And Father, I thank you today as a minister. Father, Lord, I thank you that the words will come and it will penetrate hearts. It will, it will break off mindsets, oh God. Lord, I thank you for your anointing destroys every yoke right now. And Lord, we thank you. Your Holy Spirit is here. And Lord, that we have ears to hear what your Holy Spirit is saying to your church here at Casey City Church. And Father, we say, have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21. You know, there are, you know God, God is the only one who changes times and seasons. God is the only one. And it says here, God changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and he raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. But then turn over a few chapters to Daniel chapter 7 and verse 25. And it says here, Satan will speak against the Most High and oppress his holy people and try to change. Just say that after me. Try to change. He tries to change. What does he try to change? He tries to change the set times and the laws or, or the appointed times and decrees. That's what it means. So here we see God is the only one who can change times and seasons. But what, is ha what happens here? That Satan tries to come in. And what he'll do is he'll try and get in your ear and he'll try and get in your mind and he'll try and tell you it's not your time. It's not your season. This is not a time to break through. This is a not, not a time to change anything. It's just stay the same, be the same, uh, do the same, and I'll just rock you to sleep with a little lull lullaby and, and, and you'll miss everything that God wants you to move into. He's trying to change that. See, he can't change it, but he tries. The only way he can do it is if we let him, if we bow down, and if we agree with what he is saying. Listen, he is a deceiver. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. He comes to rob, kill, and steal. And listen, he's been doing it for thousands of years. He's pretty good at it. So you understand that when it comes to you, you've got to get back to what the Word of God says. It's back to what the, what the prophetic Word says. Come on. Right. 
the living word of God, that word that's living, that word, yet get it back. Does it align with the word of God? Does it, does it, does it meet the, you know, the, the, the things that the word of God says? It's like, this is contrary to what God is saying. So what, who are you going to believe? Come on. You come up on that mountaintop. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe Baal? You're going to believe God? Because I tell you what, there's a time. We've got to, we've got to change our thinking, and we've got to come into alignment with God, and we've got to say, if we believe God, then we're going to follow Him. And, and Julia was talking about yesterday, follow Him wholeheartedly. Don't just follow him. Well, I like to go to church, but I like to have fun outside in the, in the, the, the clubs. And, you know, yes, I do like to pray, but, but I like to have fun and drink and carry on and stuff. Listen, there's a time God is saying, I don't want you either or. Uh, sorry, I don't want you in the middle. I want you either or. I want you to be either hot or I want you to be cold. That's how much he hates lukewarmness. So I tell you, we, we as a church, we've got, we've got a decision that we have to make. And I tell you what, it's not, it's not a boring life. When you give your life to the Lord, I tell you what, He exchanged it for a life that you never thought you could have. I thought it was going to be a, such a boring life, this Christian life. When I, when I gave my life to the Lord, after Julie, Julie one week, she, she, came, she came in. Even in my drunken stupor, when she came in the door, I knew something had changed. I said, where have you been? She said, I've been to church. I said, what did you do there? So I gave my life to the Lord. And I said, I, I want to do that. <laughs> Come on, it doesn't matter whether you're drunk, whether you're out of your mind or whatever. Your spirit is witnessing to something and your spirit knows what it wants. And my spirit immediately said, I, I want what she's having. <laughs> and she said, well, you'll have to wait till next week. So I'm glad I didn't get hit by a bus or die during that week. But... But I went and got saved that, that day, that Sunday. And I went back to football practice on the Tuesday. And I couldn't wait to tell my mates what I'd done, keep my life to the Lord. I'm a Christian. <laughs> I mean, previously, we'd always, you know, have a go at these guys. But, but now I was one. So it's like, it can't be that bad. And, uh, and I can remember my best mate. He said, you are going to be so bored. And, and he said, you're going to be just like my brother. And I knew his brother. He was a certain pastor uh, of, of a denomination. And I'm thinking, oh, no, God, I don't want to be like him. He, he is boring. He dresses boring. He speaks boring. Oh, God, please. <laughs> and listen, every time I, we get on a plane, every time we go to a new church, every time we go to a new nation, these words are there. You are going to be so bored. <laughs> I tell you, we can't, we, we, are, we are so blessed. We are so excited. It is the most exciting life when you give your life fully, wholeheartedly over to God, and all of a sudden you start to see the life that God really wants you to live. You thought what, what, what you had was pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I thought this is Greg's world. I love it. And then all of a sudden Julie came along, and it's like it wasn't Greg's world anymore. I tried to make it. Greg's world, but she just, just something about her just re resisted. <laughs> and so I had to make room for Julia. And then, and then, and then other children come along. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like giving my life to the Lord. All of a sudden, it's like everything is changing. Listen, I tell you, Casey City Church, everything is changing. You cannot hold everything on to, you know, you don't, can't keep it all together. God says, it's time to expand. It's time to increase. God says, I want you to come into your promises. Aren't you, aren't you glad that God says, I want you to come into your promises? He just doesn't say, here's the promise, and just forget about it. He keeps reminding you. 
He keeps reminding you. Prophetic words. People come up to say, that's what you prophesied over me last year. It's like, that's good. God's still got it for you. That means God hasn't changed his mind. People think, well, is that the only, the only prophecy you got for me? It's the one that you, listen, the one you get is the one you need, not the one you want. <laughs> uh, listen, this is one of those seasons. And I tell you, there's some things that are being delayed. There's some things that are being held back. There's some things that when we look in the whole scheme of things, we should be further along than where we are. We should have owned more than what we have. We should have more than what we have. And there's some things, now I tell you, you know, we've got to, the devil you know, tries to do these things. But not everything is the devil's fault. Because I believe that we're in a season right now where God says, I am holding things. I am delaying some things. And we're going, what? Why? <laughs> Don't you love me? He does. That's why he's holding things. That's why he's delaying some things. Isn't it, isn't it exciting that God says that, he, that we haven't heard, I'm sorry, I've cancelled your promise. I thought you would be more excited about that. <laughs> he hasn't cancelled your promise, all right? <laughs> Thank God that we haven't heard. I've cancelled. No, he's just saying, listen, I'm delaying some things right now. And we don't fully understand why. But you know what? It is for our benefit. I look at the Israelites in, in bondage for 400 years. Boy, I tell you what, that was a, pretty, that was a long delay. Thank God we're not, we're not in, in those times. That we're being delayed. We, we, could, we heard about the promised land, the promised land, but we're still in bondage for 400 years. And all of a sudden, a deliverer comes and takes us out. Woo, we're going to the promised land. And it's like, how long away is this promised land? For 40 years. It says that they wandered around. Hundreds of thousands of people came out. How many went in that came out? Two. Two. Everyone else gave up on the promise. Everyone else whinged and complained. Everyone else started to blame the leaders. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know where you're taking us. You, uh, you, I know a better way. Let's go back. Let's go back to the comfortable times. Let's go back to the, to the quiet times. Let's go back to what we know and what we've been used to for hundreds of years. Listen, God's saying, listen, you want to do it? Go back. But listen, I've got more for you. I've got better for you. And there was just a small, listen, God only needs a remnant. He just needs a little bit of leaven to leaven the whole lot. He's looking at some people who will say, yes, Lord, here am I, send me. He's looking for people like you guys who are saying, we are going to follow the Lord, our God. We're not going to follow our own desires or our own flesh. But we're, there's a highway of holiness that Isaiah talks about. And God is raising up the standard. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard. There's got to be standard bearers. Why? So people can see that, that, that people are making it. Yes. Listen, the, the, the world is saying 50% of marriages aren't making it. Well, listen, 50% are. Hello? They always look at the doom and gloom side. Oh, half the marriages aren't making it. Yeah, but half are. Come on. Well, let's look at the, the glass half full. Oh, it's half empty. Oh, God, oh, no but it's half full. 
We still got something. <laughs> I determined in our, when we were first married that I was not going to be a statistic in the marriage things as like, this marriage didn't make it. I mean, that was one of the driving forces. I mean, I love Julie. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but you know what? There just has to be some other, some other things along the way. All of a sudden, it's like we see this one, that one falling, and that marriage is not making it. And it's like you got to dig your heels and just say, ah, no more. And I tell you what, we had to fight some things. The generational curses coming down our family line that we didn't know about. And, and, uh, and there needs to be someone to stand in the gap and say, this was, is going to stop right here. This is not going to come into my generation. This is not going to come into my kids or our grandkids or our great-grandkids. It stops here. And I tell you, it takes a fight. It takes someone who has got a bit of gut, someone who's bold and courageous and actually stands up for the Word of God and says, listen, it doesn't matter what I feel like. It doesn't matter what's going on right now. I know that there's going to be a time where God says, a good, a good marriage is going to be great. Where, where, where people start to see the blessings of being married. Not just shacking up with someone and living with someone and, 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 and you know, not taking vows seriously and all sorts of stuff. Listen, there, got, there has to come a time where God says, if you do what I ask you to do, then I will do what I said I will do. There has to come a time. And listen, I tell you, sometimes because we are not a, we're not a, a, a generation that thinks uh, long term, we're, we're thinking short term, what's in it for me? Well, what am I going to get out of it? I'm not feeling it right now. I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, my needs aren't being met right now. But listen, okay, it, it's, a, it's just a short-term thing. There's some things being delayed, and, 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 and sometimes it's you delaying it. Yeah. Whoa, you didn't, didn't worry. Didn't want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> we just like to blame the devil because it's easier. We can just, you know, get away. But if we have to deal with some stuff in our life, that's hard. That's tough. But we've got to do it. So it's a good reason. God has got a good reason why he's holding things, why he's suspending some things. And, and I believe that we're starting to see different things. Even the beginning of this year, I felt like we were in a season, like even in the natural, we were a season like we we're two months behind what we should have already seen. We, we, it was like God just put a pause on things for two months and, we, and nothing moved, nothing, nothing. Because I, I thought by now, this is in January, by now we would have seen all these monarch butterflies flying everywhere. We never saw, we saw one and we're thinking, this is weird, this is strange. We actually saw more of these little uh, blue triangle butterflies than we did monarch butterflies. And then I, I thought, okay, God, what are you, you're saying something here. So I Googled about, what's this thing about, you know, the blue triangle butterflies. And I come across some incredible uh, uh, statistics about these blue triangle butterflies is that they have 15 receptors in their eyes when normal butterflies only have four. So God is saying to me that I'm giving you uh, uh, extra perception in your eyes. Spiritual eyes are being opened to a whole new level that you haven't experienced before. But you know what? When God holds a season, He holds everything back as well. He holds the flowers, the butterflies, everything, the rain. There's, there's everything. He holds a season. Why is He doing that? I believe He's waiting for us to align with Him. He's getting us into an alignment with Him, with His Word, with what the Word says over your life. It's not, God isn't just going to do it because you're close enough. 
Well, you're close enough, Christian. Well, I'm, I'm close enough to get to heaven. But I tell you, I don't want to just know. I think I'm close enough. I want to know that I am going to heaven. I want to know that I am aligned to the Word of God. I want to know that I'm in full alignment with what God is doing, the times and the seasons, what God is about to do. I want to be there at the right place at the right time so I can hear the right message, so I can get to that place where God wants me to get to. And listen, there sometimes it is like the two and the hundreds of thousands where, where hundreds of thousands are going to miss out. But listen, God has got an elect. He's got a remnant there that are listening and hearing and seeing and sensing something different to other people. That's okay. But we've got to do what God's called us to do. And we've got to step out into that. And we've got to align with what God wants to align. And listen, when everything gets into alignment, then, then you will see a quickness coming in. Because when God holds back, He just doesn't say, okay, now you're in alignment, then everything is back to normal. No, He rushes things. There's a quickness about us coming in to everything He's got. He always gives us more than enough. He always blesses us above what we can think or imagine. Come on, that's our God. I want to tell you right now, KC City Church, you have not missed your season. You have not missed your breakthrough. You have not missed the turn off. You have not missed anything. You are still being held right now. God is holding things in order. He's holding things there ready for you to come into alignment. Hallelujah. When I did a study... Because I just thought, well, God, this is, this is amazing that you've delayed some things. Then when I Googled, it's like I come up with a seasonal de delays. And when I had a look at the seasonal delay, this was, this was what came out a couple of weeks after I Googled. Australia's record heat wave worsened by delay in monsoon. Now, this was North Queensland. This wasn't Victoria. Okay, so... <laughs> We could do with that, some of that today. <laughs> but this is it. The delayed monsoon. This is in the paper. This is in the Courier-Mail. The reason why this is going on, the reason why God is heating things up, come on, is that there's been a delay. But that doesn't mean that it, it is cancelled. It just means that God has suspended it. He's got it in delay. Everything else you get, you're going to see, but just not when you think you're going to see it. This is in the paper. The delay, uh, delayed monsoon rains have contributed to the heat wave, at least in North Queensland. The latest the monsoon trough has ever arrived in the north was January 25, 1973, making this year, 2019, one of the most delayed onsets of the rains on record. One of the most delayed. See, when God is saying something in, in the spiritual realm, He will show you in the natural. There's things He wanting to, wanting to show us to say, hey, listen, this isn't, this isn't just a coincidence that's going on here. I'm saying something. I'm doing something. And if you were, were, were uh, 
perspicacious, here's a word for you, okay, so it's, it means a heightened level of perception. If you're perspicacious, then you would start to know and sense something is different. Something is changing. It is not the same old, same old. Something is different. Something is changing. There's something I've got to align myself with. Because if you miss it, I tell you what, it's going to be, you're going to take ages to catch up. Delayed of the monsoon. And then I had, had a look at, in, in uh, Britain, there was a delay. Their farmers were in turmoil because there was a seasonal delay in their spring uh, uh, rain. There was a seasonal delay in India when the, it delayed the retreat of the monsoon. They had more rain, which was actually good for them because their growing season actually uh, uh, went for an extra a few weeks or months. So, so it's not just an isolated incident. When you start to see what's going on around the world, that God is saying, I'm holding things for you. There's been a delay. Do you believe what I tell you? Do you believe the Word of God, even if it is delayed, even if it doesn't come when you think it is, even when you should be further along than what you thought? Are you still believing the Word of God? Are you still aligning to Him? If He's moved on, where are we? Are we still sitting back, whinging and complaining? We're still in the wilderness. And that's, that's why I look at when, uh, when uh, the Lord spoke to Joshua and Caleb, said, keep your eyes on me. I will you have to follow me. You've never been this way before. Come on. You've never been this way before. I mean, it's scary enough going to places you've already been. But going into new places, new air, you've never been this way before. So we have to keep our eyes focused on the Lord. Don't look to the left or to the right. Don't get distracted in this time. Listen, in a season of transition, there's a lot of distractions going on. Because really there's three, there's three areas uh, that we look at in a, in a transitional time. Firstly, knowing that things are coming to a close. Things are coming to an end. See, if God, see before God can do something new, the old has to finish. He can't just say, ah, well, listen, close enough. Yeah, all right, let, let this, let's just start off new. No, no. He says, I want you to finish well. I'm finish your season well, and then I will begin a new season. So during these times of transition, you've got to know that there's some things coming to a close, some things coming to an end. And that might be good and that might be bad. Because some of us, we like the season that we're in. Oh, God, really? Oh, <laughs> Some of us is like, this is a good season. I love this time. And then other times it's like, oh God, thank you. I want to. This is a bad season. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You're going to finish it? Good. Good riddance. <laughs> Knowing this, there's a, as an ending. Some of the things that we've been used to are starting to end. We're going to have to get used to something different. You look at a caterpillar coming into a chrysalis. The caterpillar starts off one way. Come on. There's an ending coming. Sometimes we don't know what it's going to be, but we're hoping it's going to be better. So the, so the caterpillar comes into that chrysalis stage, and what happens? He doesn't stay a caterpillar. It, it gets mush. It's, it's liquid. It's almost like God just melts everything down and molds it into another person, another, another entity. God does that during our time of transition. He just breaks us to the point where, or, or he shakes us, and all the things that aren't God are getting blown off everywhere. 
Winds of change. I tell you what, we were two weeks ago, and there was so, I mean, even the other day, there's so much wind that was going on, but this wind was coming from the north, and I thought, there's something about this north wind. And it says that the Lord sits at the north, and the wind was coming from the north. So I tell you, the north wind was a wind of change, but it was also a wind of, of, uh, of uh, refreshing. God will bring the change, but He wants to bring, be you, He wants to see you refreshed along the way. He's changing some things. And then I, I, I looked at even the way God created the world. It was suspended right there. There was nothing going on. It was almost like it was in a suspended animation until the Lord spoke. And then, bang, certain things started to happen. Listen, when God speaks, at, at the right time, I tell you, sometimes it can, you, you can be going through something for years. But, then it, but when you align, then all of a sudden God speaks and God can do things quickly. He could have taken years for that one thing. And then that was the only thing holding you back for that next one, next one, next breakthrough, next breakthrough, next promise, next promise. I look at, I look at our kangaroo, our female kangaroo. And it's like, come on, there's, there's, there's examples all around. Well, a female kangaroo, and it says this, the female kangaroo can hold in its, in a, in its pouch this fetus, and, a, and it can delay the fetus from growing or from being uh, uh, birthed if the season isn't right. If it's a drought season, it can hold on. She can hold on to that fetus inside her pouch until the right time. Listen, it's called delayed embryonic diapause. Delayed embryonic diapause until the right time. Listen, God is more smarter than a kangaroo. If a kangaroo can see the season's not that good, can hold on or delay or just, uh, uh, just hold back on birthing the next generation, how much more can God? He sees what's up ahead. He knows what's up ahead. He's holding some things. He's delaying some things. And we're saying, God, we want it, we want it, we want it. And God says, it's not good for you right now to, to, to have it. It's, I tell you, I'm holding things. What was he doing with the, with the Israelites in Egypt? He was holding back for 400 years all the wealth and everything of the Egyptians. And, and the, they, would, they would walk out all multi-billionaires. He was holding things for them. They didn't fully understand. I look at Joshua when he and his army were fighting the enemy. And, and he says to the Lord, Oh, God, Lord, can you, just, can you just hold the sun? Can you just hold, can you just delay it from going down? What did God say? Joshua, whoa, hey, man, I tell you, you, you don't even know what you're asking here. He said, you know how many uh, stars there are between 100, this is scientists now, <laughs> say there are between 100 and 400 billion stars in our galaxy. And then there are 100 billion other galaxies out there. So, so when Joshua said, God, can you just hold the sun? What he was saying is that you've got to hold every other star system, every other galaxy. They're not supposed to move. They can't move. Because I want to finish off the devil, the enemy. 
sometimes it's good not to know a lot. <laughs> it's good not to be smart. Because if you're smart, you think, oh, yeah, wow. I won't even ask. You don't ask, you don't get. And so the Lord says, hold the sun, delay the sun from going down. Joshua, like, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Come on. We got some good ideas. We got some God ideas in us. And so it says here that God held the sun from going down and he gave them more hours in the day to defeat the enemy. Come on, you got to understand God wants you to be an overcomer. He wants you to be a warrior, to defeat the enemy. But listen, we got to do it differently. we got to do it differently. It can't be the same old way because the enemy works you out. He knows exactly how you think. He knows exactly where you go. He knows exactly what you do. You're like those, those, uh, the, the ducks on the shooting rink, you know? Ding! Ding! It's like the devil can line you up and knows exactly where you're going to be. Because you're so predictable. You need to be unpredictable. You need to change a few things. Break out a little bit. Come on. So it says that the Lord got so excited about Joshua's little comment to hold back the sun for a while, delay it from going down. It says that he got so excited about it, he hurled down these fire and brimstone and rocks and everything. And it says that God killed more than Joshua and his, and his army did. Listen, God is excited about your war. He's excited about your enemy. He's excited because he wants to help you out. You don't have to do it all. Sometimes you just got to initiate. Sometimes you just got to step out. And God says, that's what it is. That's what I love about you. Look, you're stepping out into something. You've got no idea what you're doing, but you're doing it. Listen, uh, the only thing that, that, that God loves is our faith. Come on, if we haven't got much faith, it's like, oh, come on. But, but our faith is what pleases God because we're trusting Him. We're believing in Him. He wants us to step out. Listen, don't, don't be like Esau. A bit of his tucker was being delayed for a while. And he decided to give his inheritance up. He sold out for a bowl of stew. It was being delayed. His tummy was rumbling. And he was, he was saying, I want anything. I'll give anything for something to eat. Anything to satisfy my flesh. I'll give up my inheritance. I'll give up. Listen, he just didn't give up his inheritance. He gave up his generations after him inheritance. He gave up more than what he was and who he was. He sold out a generation and generations after him for one bowl of stew that he would have been hungry a few hours later. Come on, guys. Don't sell out. Don't sell out for something that's just temporary. Listen, if you're going to sell out, sell out for God. If you're going to sell anything, sell, give him all. Come on. Pay, pay the price. I know you guys. I know you guys understand this. Paying the price. You're not here by chance. You've paid the price. Huh. I look at some of the disciples there. Disciples just walked away. 
from Jesus because they didn't quite fully understand as Jesus died and, and that was the end. They didn't, they didn't think it was a delay. They thought it was finished. Their ministry's finished. Jesus is dead. We pinned everything on that. But you know what? Jesus told them a number of times, this is what's going to happen. These are going to come. They're going to kill me. I'm going to die. Uh, but I'm going to be risen back to life on the third day. Now, if someone told you that, what would, what would be the most intriguing part? Not the dying part, because we, we all know we're going to die. But like in three days, you're going to come back to life? That I would remember. Somehow, the disciples didn't remember that last little phrase. <laughs> I mean, if I heard that, I would be going down. I'd be waiting at the graveyard. Three days later, it's like, I'm, I'm waiting. It's like, you said you're coming back after three days. I'd be hanging out down there. These guys, come on, you've got to understand. These, Peter was there. He was the one, I will never deny you, Jesus. <laughs> he did, of course he did. And so there's a delay of what they're thinking, not just delaying their ministry, but all, all of a sudden now everything is lost. So what do they do? He, Peter goes back to his old work. He goes back to what was old, what was used to. He went back to his comfortable lifestyle. Jesus had to go back and bring him back again to say, hey, listen, remember what I said. It is me. I have come back. I have risen after three days. Come on, guys. Come on. Just because it's delayed, just because it didn't happen the way we thought, just because life is not working out the way we thought, just because our work is not working out the way we thought, just because the Word isn't working out the way we thought it would for me in my life, I, are we going to give up? Are we just going to walk away? Or are we going to say, okay, God, there's been a little delay here, but I know what you said to me. I know what you promised to me. I know what your word says about me. There's been a little delay. There's been a little bit of a suspended animation, but I know, God, it's not cancelled. I want to tell you, KC City Church, your, your appointment is not cancelled. It might be delayed, but it's a good delay. Because when God delays something, he's got a better end. He, he knows the beginning from the end. He knows what's about to happen. And if you would just bring, come that into alignment. And listen, it's not a big thing. It's just a few little you know, clicks in like a Holy Ghost chiropractor. Just clicking your bones in. It's like, oh, that feels so much better. Because oh. just a, a few things are just out of place. They, 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 they make you a little bit, you know, out uncomfortable and whatever and maybe that's God doing it anyway so that you can come into that place where God is realigning your lives he's realigning you into his purpose he's realigning maybe some of the vision he's realigning some of the where, where we might, might have even got off course but listen you know get, get this the Lord spoke to me the other day and said you know that scripture about uh, uh, uh Man plans his way, but the Lord directs his footsteps. I've got a different revelation about that. Man will plan his ways. Now listen, God has given you the ability to creatively plan. He's, he's given you that ability to creatively speak and, and to, to make plans and to do things. He's given that to us. So he wants us to use it. So what is he doing? He's saying, listen, do it. Step out so that he can then 
direct your footsteps. If you're not going to step out, how can he direct your footsteps? It's like riding a bike. You've got to get on the bike. You've got to, if, you don't, if you don't pedal, you fall over. Come on. You get on that bike. It doesn't matter how many times you get on that bike. If you don't pedal, you're going to fall off. So, so sometimes when, you, when you're starting to pedal, it gets a bit wobbly. You don't know where you're going. But then all of a sudden, you get your balance. You get into alignment. And then, then God says, now I can direct your footpath. Now I can direct you. Come on. You might have been going the wrong way. God says, that's okay, because I know how to direct your footpath. And then he brings us in to what he's got for us. I want to finish with this because I believe it's, it's important to this church because sometimes you, you look at maybe, maybe we've missed it a bit. Maybe we're not going to get everything that you said. I want to tell you that you are going to come into everything that God has promised to you. You are not going to miss out on anything. And the Lord showed me about David coming back to the sick leg and, and all of a sudden everything was gone. Everything, every one of his wives, his children, every, every person, every, uh, every one of his armies, uh, 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 children and family had gone. Everything, there was not one thing left when they came back to sick leg. And what did they do? They cried like babies. It says they cried until they could cry no more. They got rid of their emotions. See, before you do anything, you, you, we're all, we're, we are emotions. We're, we're body, soul, and spirit. Come on. There's, there's things that we've got to deal with. We are human beings. It would have been terrible for these guys to come back and the enemy has come in and taken everything. They wouldn't, have, they wouldn't know whether they had taken them and killed them all. Because really, when you look at it, uh, when the Lord said to David, I want you to go into this city, I want you to kill every man, woman, child, every animal, I don't want you to leave anything alive. Can you imagine what David and his men thinking? Are they going to have retribution on us? Are they going to do exactly the same as what we have done to them? They cried until they could cry no more. Then it says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. It doesn't say anybody else did. God is looking for people who will strengthen themselves in times of turmoil, times of trouble, when things aren't working out the way we planned, when, when, when we thought this was, this was what the way God was going to... Are we going to strengthen ourselves? Or are we going to be like the other ones? We're going to stone the leader. Come on, that's what happened. These guys just didn't understand. David, you took us away. This is what happened. We're going to kill you. They wanted to kill David. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. He would have prayed. He would, he would, have, he would have, you know, I don't know. He wouldn't have been praying in tongues, but he would be praying in something. <laughs> strengthening himself. Strengthening himself maybe in the words that God spoke to him over the years. That this, is, this, this doesn't look good, but God, this doesn't line up with what you said. God, this, this, this is bad, but I tell you what, Lord, I know that you've got better for us. Something is not right here. Come on. Come on. And he strengthened himself in the Lord. And then it says, then he prayed to God. Then he asked the Lord, okay, what is the strategy here? God, do I go up? Do I follow? Do I do any of these things? And then the Lord says, yes. 
He says that you will pursue. He says you will surely overtake. And it says without fail, you will recover all. Listen, when you understand fully, when, you're, when, you're, when you catch up to your spirit right now, because your spirit's leaping in the, inside of you, because this is, this is a word for you. Come on. It's not a word, word for the building. You are Casey City Church. This is a word for you. When your spirit starts to leap inside saying, this is awesome because God, you said that we're going to pursue the enemy. That means that you're going to give me boldness. Come on. That means that I'm going to be strong. That means I'm not going to be weak and run away. Listen, what's happened in the past is this, is that we've come back and everything has been robbed and stolen and and we just say, oh, what a shame. Oh dear, this, is, this always seems to happen to me. Well, it looks like it's happening to everybody else. It just must be the way things are. Uh, let's wipe the, cl- the slate clean and let's start again. That's what we've done in the past. But listen, God is raising up a generation who will say, no way, we're not starting from the past. We're not going back. Oh God, you brought it this far. Lord, we're, we're not going to fail now, but we're going to get bolder. We're going to get stronger. We're going to get more. You're going, God, you're taking us up higher, a higher level, another level of glory to another level of glory. Come on. And we're saying, no way, devil, you've had your last uh, war with me in the way of robbing, stealing, and taking everything, all of a sudden now there's a boldness that comes upon God's remnant people, and they say, ah, oh, okay, God, what do you want us to do? We're going to pursue, then we're going to pursue. Yes. And when it says they pursued, God says, you will surely overtake. What does that mean? It means you'll surely overtake. For sure. Surely. It doesn't mean... Maybe overtake. Surely overtake. You will surely overtake. What is overtake? I love the overtaking line. I don't want the slow line. Give me the overtaking line. Get out of my lane. There's the slow line. You will surely, come on, overtake. What does that mean? God is going to give you a quickness. All of a sudden, that boldness, you're not afraid of the enemy. You're running like David to Goliath. You're running to the battle. Ha! Come on! What happens is the enemy get so afraid. They're thinking like all the other times, I've got away with this. I will always get away with this. I know those bunch of Christians. They always give it to us and, and then we just start again. I'll always, listen, that's what happened back in Gideon's day. For seven years, the enemy would come in and rob and take everything that they had hard work, that they had planted and they had done hard work for seven years. Every year they would come in and, and take everything and they were left with just a little bit just to survive and plant some more seeds so the enemy can come back and do it again. I tell you, there has to come a time where God says, I'm looking for someone to stand in the gap. I'm looking for someone who is going to stand in the middle of a lentil field. Come on. And say, that's it. No more. I believe God is raising up this church right now. He's saying, come on. This is going to be a church who will say, ah, devil, we're not starting again. We are, we are coming after you and we're going to take back everything that you've robbed and, and stolen from us. And it says that when they come onto the enemy, the enemy was surprised. They surprised the enemy. And it says that they fought for a day and a half, 36 hours. 
We had, to, we had to pray in tongues for 36 hours because even though the Lord gave me this word, and I'm thinking, Lord, that hasn't happened yet. What's going on? He says, it's not just going to be easy. It's not just going to fall into your lap. You might have to do something. They had to fight. And God says, I want you to I, get, wait for the strategy. God will give you the strategy for your breakthrough. It's going to be different than the way you thought it was going to be. You might have to fast. You might have to pray. You might have to decree. You might have to warfare. You might have to worship to see your your break. You might have to do a whole lot of things. So we need to find out, God, what is my strategy here? And and here I believe that, that God gave it to David. You will pursue the enemy. Come on. So we're coming after him. We're not afraid of the enemy. We're not afraid of the devil. And we're going to come upon him and we're going to fight him for the 36 hours, whatever it is. But I tell you what, we're surely going to prevail. And then, I love this. Samuel chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. Nothing was missing. Nothing was missing. See, when, when God says, I'm holding things for you, when He says, listen, you might be experiencing a little bit of a delay right now, but I tell you, if you get my strategy, all right, and if you do what I've asked you to do, then you will see that I am holding everything for you. Nothing was missing. Young or old, boy or girl, no family member. Come on. No family member is going to be left behind. No family member the enemy is going to take a hold of and keep. No family member. No plunder or anything else that had been taken. David recovered all. David recovered all. Then it goes on and says, verse 20, He took all the flocks and the herds, and the men drove them ahead of their livestock, saying, This is David's spoil. David's spoil. This is over and above what David had lost. That was his own. The spoil is the increase. The spoil is more. Because it says that they recovered more than was lost. Why? Because the enemy had been out on other raids and taken it from other nations. And so the other nations probably did the same thing. We don't want anything to do with that. We'll just wipe the slate clean and we'll just start again. But I tell you what, when someone stands up and says, Oh God, here I am. Oh, send me. Oh Lord, I'm not afraid of the enemy. I'm not afraid of the devil. And I will pursue him. And I'll surely overtake him. And I will recover not just all, but I'll recover everything else that the enemy has taken that no one else wants. No one else wanted it. It says that David took so much back, he gave that overflow to 10 other cities. This isn't just a little bit of coin. This is masses amounts. And listen, that's what I believe. Casey City Church, you are coming into, you are coming into another level where God is taking you into, where other churches don't want to go, where other people don't want to go. And what they have lost, you will recover. You will live in houses you have not built. You will have, you'll take the hold of vineyards and, 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 uh, and harvests of, of things you have not planted. Come on. It's not like, oh... But those other poor people, oh, God, what about them? Well, listen, God will take care of them. God will strengthen them. God will will deal with them the way he dealt with you. (laughs) Come on. I just know so much that what God is doing. 
that you get, you're coming into a time like this. This last scripture is for you. Amos chapter 9, verse 13. The days are coming. The days are coming. I tell you what, they are so close. The days are coming, says the Lord, when the reaper will overtake, will be overtaken by the plowman. <laughs> And the planter by the one who treads the grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills. The New Living Translation says it this way. The time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and the grapes will grow faster than can be harvested. Then the terraced wines on the hills of Israel will drip with sweet wine. I tell you, this is true. God is pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh right now. And listen, there are certain ones right now who know how to contain it more and who want more and who say, Lord, here I am. I want to be used more. I want, to, I want you to flow out of me more. One of the words the Lord gave me this year is to build, uh, uh, build altars and dig wells. So I tell you what, you've got to dig wells to, because God wants to pour into you so you can pour into others. I want us to stand right now because I want us to come into full alignment with what God is saying over this church. You're part of this church. If you're here for the first time or if you're listening to this, this is for you as well because I believe that this is just not a coincidence that you are here or you're listening or watching this. By, by chance, you are meant to be here. You are meant to see this. You are meant to hear this. So, Father, right now, Lord, we give you all the praise and honor. Father, I thank you that you have looked down, that you've seen the times that we have been in. Lord, you know what we've been going through, each and every one of us. God knows you intimately. He knows you personally. So, Father, we thank you today. Lord, for KC City Church, we thank you, Lord, for where you have brought it, that you wouldn't bring it this far for it to fail, that you wouldn't bring it this far, that, that, that you, would, you would say, oh, it's hopeless, it's a hopeless situation. Nothing is ever hopeless in you. And we thank you, Lord, today that you are bringing revelation and understanding, that you are bringing right now a new idea and new ways of doing things right now, Father, to KC City Church. And, Lord, that the vision... Lord, will be fulfilled that everything that you have spoken, everything you have said will come to pass. And Lord, I thank you today that it will take a united effort. As David had the 400 that were there, they were united. They were united when they wanted to kill David, but, they, but then they got understanding. And then they were united when they followed David that very next hour, whatever it was, into the battle. And they just didn't receive back what they lost. They would receive more. So, Lord, today we thank you that you are leading us and guiding us. And, Lord, even though sometimes we haven't been this way before, but, Lord, we'll keep our eyes on you. We will not be distracted left or right. We will not listen to what the enemy says. If he wants to change times and seasons, we're going to say, but this is what the Lord said. This is what God said. I don't listen to what you say. You have nothing in me. It's what Jesus said to Satan. Tried to come and tempt him after Jesus had been uh, uh, fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And he came to tempt him. Why don't you just turn this, this stone into bread? 
Listen, if you bow down uh, to me, I'll give you all the nations that you can see, all the nations, all here. Jesus knew it was all His anyway. Listen, listen, even though things you think are delayed, God has got these things for you. Do not sell out. Do not give up. Keep pushing through. Keep persevering. Get the strategy. David could have thought, well, let's just start again. But he knew. He strengthened himself in the Lord. No one else did. Listen, that's a key right there. That we need, we are emotional. We are. We're, come on, we, we've got a soul. The, the, these, these things, mind, will, and emotions, that's, that's part of our soulish realm there. That's, that's okay. We are human. We still feel things. We do get sad. We do get mad. We do, you know, our emotions. But listen, don't make a decision based on your emotions. Deal with your emotions first. David got them out of the way. Then he strengthened himself in the Lord. Then he went and asked the Lord for the strategy. It's got to be in the right order. It's got to be in the right way so that that now can be clicked back into place. And we can be fully aligned with the Word of God, fully aligned with the purpose, fully aligned with the vision, fully aligned with what God wants, then I tell you what, you'll see things happen quickly. It will happen quickly. And that seasonal delay will no longer be a seasonal delay. It will come and then the next season will come quickly. It will come quickly. It will come quickly. The next breakthrough will come quickly. Come on. These things will come quickly. Why? Because you have got yourself into alignment. Because you know what's going on. It might be delayed, but I'm going to wait for it. Come on. Israel was delayed by Goliath. But God knew He was sending some help. A young boy who was anointed. It says, after that anointing of Samuel, he was different. You are different. You are different. Do not allow the enemy to tell you, you haven't changed. You're still the same. You are different. The anointing makes you different. The anointing breaks yokes. The anointing will make some, make some room. The gifts make room. Come on. Allow the Spirit of God upon you. You, have called to, you are called to stand out, not to blend in. He wants you to stand out. The anointing will always make you stand out. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Let's raise our hands to the Lord right now. Father, I thank you. Lord, in total surrender right now, we ask you, Lord, to have your way in our lives. I want you to make a commitment to the Lord this morning. I want you to, in your your own words, just say, Lord, I I, want to commit myself to you right now. Lord, I'm sorry about what I've been doing in the past. I'm sorry that if you haven't been getting into alignment, whatever it is, come on, you just gotta, you just gotta, it's that heartfelt, heartfelt uh, speaking to the Lord wholeheartedly. Lord, we give ourselves wholeheartedly. Lord, I mightn't have been giving everything, might have been half-heartedly. You know, just recently I was out jogging. We were actually in, in the States, in America at the time. 
I was just running beside this, this lake and I heard the Lord say, I want you to yell at the top of your voice. I want you to say, I love you, Jesus. And I, I looked around and I thought, is there anyone here just to make sure that you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to look silly. I don't want, I couldn't see anybody. <laughs> so I, I yelled, I love you, Jesus. And I realized at that point, that wasn't wholeheartedly. That wasn't at the top of my lungs. That was just in case anyone was out there that heard <laughs> would think I'm silly. And then I let it rip. And I yelled out at the top of my lungs, I love you, Jesus. I tell you, it echoed. It went further than I thought it would go. I felt something break, not just on the inside, but even around me. I felt like chains were breaking off. I felt that there was blockages that were there. And when I yelled, I love you, Jesus, the blockages were, were just, they just poured out. There were no more blockages. Chains were broken. Things that the enemy had tried to put around us were broken. Why? Just at that point. Sometimes God says, listen, God is in the shout. The Lord is in the shout. The enemy could not prophesy over Israel because it says the shout of the Lord is among them. I can't curse them. Come on. Balaam says, I can't curse them. The evil king wanted, them to, wanted the prophet to curse him. He says, I can't curse him. Why? Because the shout of the king is amongst them. I feel like this is something right now that we need to do. We need to do this here and now. And there may be other times or maybe another place where God says, I want you to, to, to do that, to yell at the top of your voice, I love you, Jesus. It might be in a car park. It might, I don't know. But allow the Spirit of God to tell you where and when to do that. But what we're going to do, we're going to do that right now in, in, uh, in such unity. And we're going to see things broken off, unblocked, unblocked, so that you can have your full potential. There's blockages in your lives that are stopping you from your full potential, from operating properly. So let's do that right now. I want us. Come on, you've got to get positioned, get ready. At the count of three, we're going to yell at the top of our voice, I love you, Jesus. Are you ready? A few of us are. Are you ready? That's better. Okay. I love you, Jesus, right? At the count of three. One, two, three. I love you, Jesus. Woo! Come on. Come on, things are breaking right now. Don't try and work it out. Lord, I know things are broken. Lord, I know chains are broken. Lord, I know bondages are broken. Lord, I know blockages have been pulled us down. It's flowing out. It's flowing out of me right now. No more blockages. Functioning to the full capacity. Full capacity.